Streaming live from the DT Studios, this is Daily Turismo Radio, powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, and co-founder, Chris Florin. Hello, motorheads, and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show, broadcasting live on TalkRadio1.com from our studio in scenic Gardena, California which would be the home of the annual ChronicCon convention if the organizers <laughs> could get their act together, but mostly they just sit around, eat a lot, hang out the Taco Bell, hey man. take naps. <laughs> those that, guys. that actually there's might s- be true. That might be the first time you've done one of those that's true. <laughs> They're all true. we were supposed to do today? <laughs> yes. oh, no, I don't think so. Uh, but we've got another great show on tap today, uh, which we hope is actually going to be recorded for yes. syndication via the iTunes. This would yes. be amazing. Fingers crossed. Fingers we'll crossed. That uh, I see the little recordy symbols happening on the Squig- screen. The squiggliness? The squiggles. Yeah, we're good. Yes. Yeah, we're good so far. <laughs> uh, but we have a guest joining us via Skype, and we're going to have a fun time. We're going to do some games, a little technology corner, Seaflow's news. Yes. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that we're going to have a time. Really, oh, no, don't do that. Stop that. Stop <laughs> no, we're, we have to debut that again. <laughs> That's true. Because yes. I'm sure Second. most people haven't heard that yet. Right. You mean most people don't listen live? Probably not. <laughs> not on a, a Friday night. Most people have lives. <laughs> <laughs> most people. Uh, uh, but before I get too far ahead of myself, let me introduce some of the other killer clowns in the studio with me today. <laughs> Sitting across from me is uh, Seaflow, a.k.a. Chris, who arrived today. What up? In, in an M1 Abrams tank. Uh, no. You didn't? <laughs> I always get that wrong. Those are powered by a jet turbine engine, though, so that would be cool. So you were driving a jet turbine engine powered something? Uh, no. <laughs> What'd you drive today? A Miata. Ah, okay, oh. sorry. I was close. I was close. Uh, and then filling out our triumvirate of hostiness. Triumvirate. Trium- triumvirate? I don't know. You know, who, who writes this stuff? <laughs> is Ashley DeLuca, who rode here today on a Pegasus. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> what did you deny that? What did you I'm drive? Not, I'm not you did you drive a Pegasus? Uh, no. no, no Pegasus okay. today. Sorry, right. it's probably something boosted and all-wheel drive. Yes, drove, Evo. drove the yeah, Evo. Good. Yes. Uh, and then uh, finally, sitting in the corner for his behavior is producer Ben, who's learning about consequences tonight. <laughs> you still there, producer Ben? He's yeah, happy. I'm still, I'm sure. um, but as Elsa says, the past is in the past, and you got to let it go. Um, anyway, we this week we are joined by Anthony Fungaro, who is a gearhead social media guru, uh, and the Great Rides Review editor and founder. Anthony, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Excellent. So uh, first question, tell our listeners a little bit about um, the reasons why you launched GreatRidesReviews.com. So I launched it two years ago because I was trying to aim at a type of people that like a car called the Toyota Corolla. And I try to make it seem like it's an interesting vehicle. So (laughs) I try to actually review cars that most people absolutely hate to review. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So you're filling a niche in the car review marketplace. Yes. I'm doing everybody a service by letting people like Chris Harris drive like Ferraris. Mm -hmm. And I drive the car that is assistance assistance drive. Yeah. (laughs) Just just let him drive those Ferraris. That's very generous. Yeah. 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 You should you should review like city buses. <laughs> you know, I I tried, but Chicago doesn't really allow you to do that. It's kind of just cool. Maybe next time. L. Maybe yeah. next time without a ski mask. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, well, you should have told me ahead of time. <laughs> you definitely don't want to cross anybody in Chicago politics. You know that just doesn't usually end well for you. 
this. No, you don't want to cross anybody in Chicago, period. That's true. <laughs> this is good. Uh, so, Anthony, give us a sort of a flavor of some of the cars you've reviewed recently. Um, so I think one of my favorite ones was actually the Mitsubishi Mirage, just because when I was driving in it, um, it was myself and one of my friends, and basically everybody was looking at me, but I think it was for the reason that people were thinking, oh my God, did somebody just buy one of the ugliest vehicles known to man? <laughs> and the answer to that was, no, I'm only testing it, because <laughs> right. if I'd own it, I would, I would have to actually have a ski mask on then. <laughs> That's uh yeah, those are hideous hideous automobiles. They're like little jelly beans, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> How do but they drive? At, but at least they're also slow. Okay. So at least it's an ugly car that's also slow. Yeah. So then people can see you. Right. I've heard that there's like some sort of series that people race in like Thailand or something for those. Is that the Mirage? Mitsubishi Mirage. Right. Oh man, is that that's the thing. I'm in the wrong country. They don't do it in America, if I'm not mistaken. Not. But yeah. awesome. <laughs> we talked about. Uh, we were trying to get together a Tata Nano racing series. Oh yeah, years ago. It's a similar looking car. Yeah. I think the Mitsubishi is a little more substantial, though, right? Yeah, I think um, if we were able to get Nanos together, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I think Nanos have three lug wheels. Is that right? I don't know. No, seriously, <laughs> I think they have three lugs on each wheel. Anyway. Well, I yeah, I don't think you could do that actually legally. Well, that's yeah, why no. you can't buy yeah. them here. I mean, yeah, you can only buy them in like India. Buy them in places where slightly less. Well, also, uh, also if you crash a nano, I mean, you're you're basically crashing the entire car at like a split second, so you're kind of done. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So okay, so that car was sort of a a, a, a terrible car to drive. What, what's something that's more fun to drive that you've you've ridden around in recently? Um. Well, I guess my personal car. So a few months ago, I bought a Volkswagen GTI. Um, it's actually my second one, and I absolutely love it. Um, I wrote about it. I'm going to be making a video about it in probably like a month or two. So uh, I'd really say the only flaw I have with the GTI is it can get really expensive. And if you're like a numbers person... You'll be like, oh my god, it only has 210 or 220 horsepower. You know, it's front-wheel drive. You know, it's, you can't compare it to an STI. And in my opinion, it's like, well, you either want the car because it has, you know, the numbers, or you sit inside of it and you go, wow, this actually has a really nice interior and you know, navigation and the sunroof and Volkswagen quality. So the check engine light has not gone on yet, but when it does, <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> It'll happen. You just eventually. just get get the coil pack in, in the mail now. <laughs> That's, yes, it's not the old 1.8 T anymore, Vince. I know. Yeah, yeah. I had I had no. a Passat. Yeah. It, it it ate coil packs. You know, it was occasional. No big deal. Yeah, my 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 old GTI. Um, knock on wood. I mean, it it never actually really needed anything. Although I gave it more power, which is great because then at least um, I would spin the tires in first through third, and I would love. Really, really sophisticated. Nice. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, this is Chris. I have a question about your GTI. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, did you do like any any uh, like reflash, like APR, or any of those uh, modifications to it? I did. In my first one, I did um, an APR stage two plus because I modified um, basically the. Uh, turbo back exhaust um, and you know some other little 
components. Um, with this one, I'll probably just do stage one, but, you know, it's still under warranty. So as soon as it comes under, as soon as the warranty's um, off and the things start happening, I'll be like, screw it, I'm just going to APL slash it, and then I'll let it explode. You know, I, this, the subject of warranties and reflashes is an interesting one because there's certain things that they're not allowed to deny warranty for. They might try, but... Yeah, even if your engine blows up, it's their responsibility to prove that the chip caused it. Yeah. And it wasn't just like a, you know... A, a mechanical defect or... Yeah, you had a Takata airbag in your sump or something. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so whenever I hear someone say what you just said, it, it brings up this uh, this topic in my mind, which is, you know, maybe we should just be reflashing cars that are under warranty because then if if something goes wrong, then it's under warranty. And, um, you know, you can always unflash it after the fact, I guess, if, if that was a, you know, a concern. Um, well, or if you feel I, like... I agree. I, I agree with you with that, yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, like, my, my old car... It would never be able to pass emissions unless I unflashed it. Yeah. So all I would do is I would unflash it, go to emissions, have it pass, and then I would just flash it again. So, you know, I mean, if if people are so concerned about that, just unflash it when you need to, and then flash it again. Nice. That's funny that um, the Chicago or the, the Illinois emissions would be more strict than the California, because in California you can pass with a chip car all day long. They don't because because they're only checking at. Um, uh, at these low speed conditions for emissions, and the chip doesn't do mm-hmm. anything when the car's in, in closed loop mode. Well, be careful because they're not even doing that anymore. Yeah, now they just now they just, they hook, just up. Look, hook up to the OBD2 port and they check for codes and they do a visual inspection and that's it. On right, a 2000 but, model year car and newer. Correct, but are they, are they checking for like you know ECU flash versions? Like, uh, uh, probably not, yeah. but they will eventually, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll eventually <laughs> they'll figure it out. But for now, yeah. it's it's um. Which is unusual because California is usually a pretty bad state to try. Yeah, to but for an older around. older car like my M5, it's chipped, but it's OBD1, so they don't plug into it, and it passes just fine. Yeah. So yeah, interesting topic. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry for that little tangent there, a little segue uh, there. We like segways. We like riding on things. Uh, so, um, Anthony, uh, as far as your writing goes, do you have anyone um, that you sort of consider an inspiration for you for writing? You know, any of the Brock Yates or the Davis E. Davis. Davis E. David Davis, e. David E. Davis is juniors. <laughs> that was um, for you to say. <laughs> really lately, I'd say more of, and this this might sound completely um obvious, but Jeremy Clarkson. Just I love how he can be so tongue in cheek, and you know, if he doesn't like something, he'll say he really doesn't like something. But when he does, he can be very colorful, and you know, he'll use metaphors that. You know, even somebody like myself will be like, wow, I never would have been able to put, you know, those two together. Um, and in terms of videos, I would still probably go with, like, Chris Harris just because he's able to explain, you know, all the intricacies of a car, like, so well. He might not be as funny, but he's <laughs> able to, you know, educate people to the point where you're almost bored and you're like, oh, my God, I just want to see you drive and <laughs> drift around a corner somewhere. Yeah. I don't care about the yaw control and all that. Well, he's, cer- he's certainly enthusiastic, that's for sure. Yes, yes. I mean, they're both British, I, I guess. What can you do? Yeah, but Clark- Clarkson's more reserved and, and, like you said, tongue-in-cheek and dry and, and, and uh, you know, you even... Just don't undercook his steak. Yeah, <laughs> he'll punch you in the <laughs> face. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, Chris Harris is, is always so animated and, like, he, he gets all, like, hunched up when he's 
to, when he's driving, it's kind of funny to watch. I don't know. Yeah, he's a very lucky 40-year-old, let's just say that much. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and so are you doing videos now for your website as well? or? Um, I'm going to be. Um, my first one is going to be my GTI, then afterwards, um, you know, whatever, really whatever car, whatever type of, like, editorial I can write of or get my hands on. Um, and like I said, I want to make it more, you know, comical. So not just, like, you know, a like a motor week type of review it's going to be something where people want to watch it instead of just being like oh well it's a dti it has a two two liter engine blah 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 blah. this is how good it is all right buy it you, so you want something that's closer to the uh what is it mr regular and the, what, what is it oh, the yeah. regular mr. car regular. reviews uh-huh. or something yep and if you ever see um, those youtube videos kind of a common like a combination <laughs> of a combination of that and like when top gear was kind of first coming out when they would do like their what we would call normal reviews, like when they would review like 350Zs and, you know, TTs and that kind of stuff where, you know, they could do the comparison and you'd have, you know, your certain character. So, like, I would be, you know, I wouldn't really be myself. Like, I would be a character reviewing my car or, like, reviewing another car. And um, I have another friend who he's going to be a character that... um Let's just say he normally doesn't act this way, but I've specifically <laughs> asked him if he could act this way, and he will. Um, he's going to be like Mr. Johnny Foreigner, who's like, oh my God, every car is like amazing. <laughs> um, and this is actually all based off of um, a website that does movie reviews. I'm trying to kind of spin it to car reviews. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting okay. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think any any car review or not car review, any any um, good media program, whether it's a radio show or TV show, I mean, you're gonna have to act a little bit. You're gonna have to put on a persona, right? If you're if you're just yourself all the time, then uh, that might not be entertaining enough. Depending that's on who you what are, I've been right? trying to tell you. Yeah, guys. I know. I'm I'm working on that. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm saying these things so I can internalize them. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a mirror so you can say it to the, in uh, front of the mirror. In a monotone <laughs> yeah. voice. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, Anthony, we're going to play a little game, which we like to play with all of our uh, guests, most of our guests. Um, That's called the 10-second car review. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spit out the name of a car to you, and you just give me your first kind of gut reaction to to how you feel about this car. And, you know, if it takes more than 10 seconds, it's no big deal. Um, In fact, I think that uh, we had one or a couple guests that every review took, like, Five minutes. Dave Coleman. <laughs> that would be the, the guy. Worst yeah. Defender, yeah. Yeah. We got through two cars in about twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah just it was going on. And so, uh, and then I'll probably turn it over to my uh, my my co-hosts here and, and see what their their opinion of these cars are as well. So, uh, the first car is the 2015 Chevy SS. Um, if you want something that's Australian, which I can't do an Australian accent, but you get oh, it with yeah. an American passport. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Fosters for car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you think? Um, I I appreciate them because it's kind of a it's kind of a sleeper. Like it's not really a super awesome looking car that everyone is going to know what it is when it drives by. And I was trying to convince my wife that that's the next car we should get because they're fairly affordable and there's a bunch of them just kind of sitting around on the lots that people aren't buying. And it's LS powered. It's manual transmission. It's rear wheel drive. It's like what else do you want? And but she doesn't like the way it looks, and it's also not really a wagon, so that's a problem. 
It's not. It's not a. It's not a round diesel wagon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have a round diesel wagon, and we're trying to figure out what to replace it with. It's not German enough for you, Chris. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm fine with non-German things. Down under for you. That's fine with me. But. That was well, well more than ten seconds, than Chris. But <laughs> appreciate it, Ashley. What do you think? Um, I've heard good reviews about these cars, but for some reason, I just can't jump on board. And it might be the looks, or. I don't know. It's just something about it that I'm... I mean, I've never driven one, so I really have no basis, but in terms of looks, I can't fall in love with it. My, my only beef is that I've heard Chevy now refer to the SS as the 2S. Yeah, I've heard them all of the Chevy, all the uh, things that were pr- a previously badged SS, whether they were a Camaro or yeah. whatever, are now being called the 2S. That's weird. It's like, guys. Maybe because they're trying to like differentiate the model SS from like a trim level. Uh, but that's a that's such an old like you know storied name yeah i don't know i've heard that from pe- i haven't driven one either but i've heard from people that have that it's kind of like the modern incarnation of the e39 m5 but anyway let's move on <laughs> to the next car <laughs> all right next car uh tesla model s we'll even throw the p90d on the end there that's for you Anthony. um let's see if you want something extremely american yet something that has enough electric torque to power your town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. The short and sweet. Deep low. I'd, I would buy one, but they're overpriced. So I'll wait for <laughs> the Model 3 or whatever. <laughs> good. Ashley, opinion? Um, I actually really like these. One of my friends works for Tesla, and I got to drive around in one. And, I mean, obviously the instant torque is, like, really impressive mm-hmm. and yeah. blows the crap out of you know, pretty much any other car that any is other, in. Any other golf cart. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, like you said, they're just so expensive. Like, I'm not at baller manager level yet at my job, so I can't afford one, and I won't be able to for a long time. So. Yeah, and they're not depreciating. Like, they're holding no. value really well, which is strange. But It's bad for us. Yeah, for yeah. cheap cakes. Speaking of holding value well, uh, the next car is the W220 uh, Mercedes-Benz S600. That's the 98 through 2006 S six hundred. Um, something that I probably wouldn't buy just because the maintenance costs would be absolutely horrifying. But if it was in like really mint condition, you have an awesome V twelve limousine. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't beat that V twelve torque. No, it's it's like a hundred something thousand dollar car that you can buy for like ten maybe fifteen today. If that a nice one, yeah, a nice one, yeah. I don't think it's I would hilarious. buy one either because they're kind of like the forgotten S-Class generation. I feel like they're just like in the middle. They're not classic, but they're not new enough. And Can you imagine putting like straight pipes on it? That would be <laughs> awesome. Just open up the yeah. exhaust. I was, at a, I was at a Lemons race where someone had a CL600, which was the coupe version of the S600. And they were out of the race for like a good seven hours because some stupid little heater hose in the valley of the engine ruptured and they had to literally take off like a million parts not literally a million so i just I'm, i hate it when people do that and i just did it figuratively, myself. A, million? <laughs> figuratively a million parts and uh it took them like seven or eight hours to fix it and it was just one dinky little heater hose and so that i would agree with uh with our guest and say you know that that's too much trouble ashley what's your I third that review. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that thing's awesome. I'm sure it's great to be driven around in. Yeah, that's true. All right. So the other end of the spectrum is the the 1919 Ford Model T. 
Um, well, if I don't say anything good about the Model T, I'm probably going to American Hell because <laughs> it's like the most American car ever made. And I would love to try to actually drive one with like the crazy controls and everything. Yeah. Um, but I would get in black because you can only get in black. Yeah. Perfect. Throw some yep. apple, apple pies in the back and go invade a foreign country. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. yeah. So up until a certain year, I forget which year it was, they did make them in different colors. And then, but Henry Ford was on this big kick to reduce costs so much every year that you know it started out as kind of a higher priced car. By the time it was done, it was it was dirt cheap. And part of that was um, speeding up the assembly line. And the assembly line, um, the paint wouldn't dry fast enough unless it was black. Right, but there are older Model Ts that are blue and green and whatever, and that was a factory option. Leave it to CFO to like teach us something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say the brass era Model Ts because yeah, if you if you notice like the 1905, 1908, whatever Model yeah. Ts, they'll have brass headlights, they'll have a brass grill. I'm going to get a school bell um, drop for you, CFO. Like you know, <laughs> schools in. Yeah. But at some point they changed to like just regular chrome steel. The sound of rulers hitting knuckles. <laughs> I can just keep going. <laughs> they didn't have a water pump. <laughs> would you cut his mic off thermal siphon i'm going to I'm, <laughs> gonna start, <laughs> I'm actually i'm gonna start timing him and okay. cut his mic off seriously <laughs> ashley ever driven a model t oh just tons of them they're just laying around everywhere <laughs> there was a time that that was true yeah um, was before ben was born though. yes obviously no i've never driven one before but yeah like you said they're they're like the most american of american cars ever my mom's like obsessed with them for some reason. And my mom like wants my dad to pick up one, but like, like my, I don't know. My dad was saying just like even keeping that thing running would just be like such a migraine. Cause it's like, I don't know. There's no parts for it or anything. If anything, yeah, you breaks make your or, own parts. Yeah. Like, you, you, breaks, <laughs> get yeah but I mean, like not everybody has like call George at European yeah. motor. Works. <laughs> 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 I think you still can get parts for them though, because they, they made 22 million of them. No, 15 million of them. Wow. Um, but he he might want to do a little more research and, and He'll see. He'll never buy one. No, okay, never mind. Yeah, he okay. can't do Smokey Brown with it. <laughs> not definitely not. He's a real man. All right, uh, next shatter car. the wooden wheels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mini Cooper S Paceman. 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 Oh my God! I've actually driven one of these, so I can tell you right away. Um, it is the best car ever. If you want to buy a car that nobody buys, <laughs> they only sold like I think one thousand four hundred. In like 2014 and 2015. So if you want a car that nobody buys, get a pacement. Yeah, you know, I remember seeing that it was coming out, seeing it at the auto shows, seeing magazine articles about it, and then I don't think I've ever seen one on the street. Yeah, because it's it's not the the Mini Cooper. There's a four door Mini Cooper, the big the plus size one. You're talking about the country Countryman, country 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 yeah. And then the pacement's the two door version of that. size. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whenever I see one, I think that that thing should have never been born. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Mini Cooper bloated well carcass. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's, I can understand that. It's just so impractical. Yeah. yeah. How did it drive? Um, I mean, it, it drove well. It drove like a, a tall Mini Cooper, just like the Countryman does. But the only problem is you have two doors. Yeah. So, you know, aesthetically, it looks really weird. Like, it's not, it's not just a Countryman minus two doors. It's actually like a sort of sloping rear end. So it, it looks disproportional it's kind of like a bmw x4 x6 right it's like 
some a, yeah a little bit yeah weird abortion of a car that just shouldn't have ever been made crossover of a crossover no. yeah. <laughs> well, I just that's, saw why, that's why nobody bought that <laughs> three series gt yeah which i didn't know they had yep mm-hmm. so like the five series of the gt the hatchback version right it's a it's a hatchback yeah, it's but a it's longer series. wheelbase than the sedan or the wagon right not to be confused with the x3 right that's or different the or the x4 gt or the four series grand Coupe, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> the four-door version of the th- two-door version here, you of should just the see three series. Completely pointing at each other, it's, but it's <laughs> not a hatch. The three series GT is a hatch. <laughs> this is and what then, I have to deal and with. This is the same. Right, what's the next it's car? The same it's mini. It, it owns mini. So that, it all makes the, sense. The pacemaker. The the, the coupe cooper. The club clubber. Next car. Next car. Seal clubber. Next car. Ashley doesn't get to talk about that one. I'm gonna go with Ghostbusters Ecto One. Um, Who are you going to call? Well, it probably wouldn't drive that well in Chicago, but I'm pretty sure in, like, New York it would drive exceptionally well. Um, and it won't pick up chicks, but it'll pick up ghosts. So I'd give it uh, 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. Yeah. That's good. It's, a, like know, it's, that. Not, it's not a bad car. It's Any? good for one particular thing, and that's picking up ghosts. Picking up ghosts. Ashley, <laughs> any experience with ghosts? Uh, no, but, I mean, these are essentially, like, work vans, right? So I could, like, totally fit my AZ-1 in this and, like, take it. <laughs> it, was a, it was an ambulance, actually. Yeah? But, well, there like, you go. the size of a van, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You could fit so much stuff in that. You could probably live in it. Sure. Yeah? I'd buy one. <laughs> like a, you know, out of all the people Dan in this Aykroyd room. Owns the only original. Out of all but. the people in this room to be most likely to live down by a river. <laughs> Ashley, you just yeah. skyrocketed to number one. <laughs> Uh, is it like a van? Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> a van? Does it have curtains in the windows? <laughs> and it'll take care of your ghost problem at the same time. Right. So that's, why not? So, yeah, that's excellent. Wow. Uh, okay, last one. Um, Volkswagen Beetle. What the hell? Hmm, well, I am a huge, I am a huge Volkswagen fan, and I will say right now that the Beetle is a great icon that I'm happy they're not exactly really making as popular anymore. Um, <laughs> it's it's good it's good to drive. I wish the interior looked a little more different than other Volkswagens. Um, and of course you can't get it in a diesel, so it's it's decent. If I give it if I had to give it a number, probably by the way, the just to clarify, I'm talking about the classic Beetle here, the old Beetle. The oh, tweedly, oh, tweedly, class, oh, classic. Brappity, brappity, one gauge, air-cooled Beetle. Just Next time, Vince, you just say air-cooled Beetle, and then everyone Sorry, will Sorry, normally if I said new Beetle, that, that's anyway. Well, it's not called the bad. new Beetle anymore. It's not called the it's new Beetle? It's just called the Beetle now. Oh, that's un- that's yeah. unfortunate. No, the, yeah, the third generation is just called the Beetle. Okay, so reset. Reset, okay. Original so air-cooled Beetle. beetle. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of like the Mini Cooper, where it's, you know, it's a vehicle that you either love it or you hate it. Um, I personally think it's it's a great car with a very checkered past, um, which I won't say more because I think you guys know what that checkered past might be. Um, but I think it's it's cool just for, like, nostalgia's sake. It was designed by a, a Czech living in Germany. What, what's wrong with that? That's right, yes. <laughs> Ferdinand oh, Porsche yeah. was actually yeah. born in the Czech Republic. Well, what is now the Czech Republic? There's another random fact. That's wow. That. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, Chris is done. <laughs> 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 just mute Chris's mic. Hey. Um, the uh, I'd like to point out that I wrote the other day on Daily Turismo, and I, this is this is what I wrote. I said that the um, all you really need to know about a Beetle is um, that there's a 
a split window and an oval window and a normal window. Yeah. And I said, that's all you need to know unless you're unfortunate enough to own, unfortunate enough to own one. And then you'll need to know how to push start, tow, and sell your beetle. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chris then replied in the comments that some sort of vitriol. I said, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. I drove my beetle today. It didn't require push starting. He's give us yeah. some anecdotal evidence. Like what one guy's anecdotal like. No. So the problem with the Beatles, the old Beatles today, is that they're still so cheap for a classic car that the people who buy them really don't take care of them and they put really cheap parts on them. But, and, and I was one of those people because I, I got mine when I was in high school. So like I just put cheap stuff on it just to keep it, keep it running. But recently I replaced a lot of stuff and got it working really well. And it's like a whole different car to drive. It's like a little mini Porsche now. I mean, it doesn't handle like one, obviously. But <laughs> it's kind of got that direct, like, mechanical feeling. Like, you feel like you're piloting a very low, noisy, slow airplane. It doesn't low handle like airplane. one or look like one or cost like one. So, basically. A Porsche, yeah. So, basically, it's like, it's, it's like a Porsche, but not. <laughs> it has some of the same characteristics. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's similar in the ways that. that air-cooled engine in the back. Yeah. And it's kind of roundy, yeah. Kind of round in its general. No, but shape. it's got like the like the shifter. I rebuilt the shifter in mine, and it's just so direct. Like you can you can feel the gears inside the gearbox. Like I don't know. Mm. All it's right, something that's that you hate. can't really feel that much anymore with yeah. a lot of modern cars. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that. All right. Um, hey, Anthony. Uh, really appreciate you taking time out of your day to to call into our show. Um, that's all the time we have. We're gonna um, take a break, but. Um, Anthony from uh, GreatRidesReviews.com, and that's G-R-8RidesReviews.com. Great. Um, that's <laughs> right. Uh, and then, Anthony, you also write for Car-Revs-Daily.com. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir, it is. And do you have any Twitter or Instagram or any kind of Facebook you want to promote? Uh, sure. So my personal Twitter is Defongo, um, F-O-N-G-O, because I don't know. I figured that would be a good collection of <laughs> letters to put together. Um, and Great Rides Reviews has its own Twitter as well. It's just uh, GR8 Rides, so Great Rides. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the air today. And uh, when we get back, we're going to do Technology Corner. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Excellent. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Here is this week's Blue Glove Tool Review, brought to you by DailyTurismo.com. Open your wallets and pull out your credit cards. It's time for another Blue Glove Tool Review. This time, we're going to talk about one of the forgotten heroes of the toolbox, uh, specifically the metal file. You don't see these... Uh, well, you see these very often in, in toolboxes, but these aren't something that got... The, they don't get the top shelf treatment. They're not like your screwdrivers, your ratchet wrench that you use all the time, and you're certainly not going to see them show up on Christmas cards. Um, but these tools are needed. They're, they're used frequently. And um, I'm a big fan of the Craftsman 3-piece file set. It, they're 8-inch um, 
files that you can buy for about $22 on craftsman.com or you can head over to dailyturismo.com and look up our blue glove tool review and click on the uh, affiliate link so we make a few bucks but these um, little bastards and that's no that's really what they're called they're little round uh, half round semi round uh, bastard files and they're designed to mill metal but you can also use them on wood or plastic if 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 the need comes up and um, they're extremely useful for pulling a small amount of material away for any job you don't need special tools or training or safety measures well maybe eye protection or gloves if you're dealing with metal um, but these are needed in every guy's toolbox about $20 you can buy yourself a set and they'll last your whole life they don't wear out um, nothing's replaced so uh, just uh, do it and go buy it and don't worry we won't tell your wife about it Hey everybody, we're back. Thanks again to our guest who uh, regaled us with some great tales there. That was Anthony Fungaro from GreatRidesReviews.com. And you are listening to the Daily Turismo Radio Show on Talk Radio 1. How about that? We should have given him a hard time for being from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, the bears. That's why eating some deep dish pizza. Bratwurst, Polish sausage. Bears. Mike Mike Dicka. (laughs) Dicka. All right. Anyway, next on the Daily Turismo Radio Show, we will fill your ears with the techno babble that is Technology Corner. And now it's time for Technology Corner. So today on Technology Corner, we're going to be discussing automatic transmissions. <laughs> Everybody's favorite topic. Now, most people, if, if you're not really a car person, you'll, you'll hop in your car, which is invariably automatic, and you don't even think about it, right? You just put it in drive, and you hit the pedal, and you drive away, and it just does everything for you. But there's actually a very complicated little or large device that is uh, doing all that shifting and upshifting and downshifting and rev matching and torque conversion and all sorts of stuff under the hood or under the car. So Vince... Sucking 15% of your fuel at any given yeah. time. So as as enthusiasts, we, pref- we I think most of us in this room, maybe not Ben, but we prefer <laughs> manual transmissions because they're more fun and they're more direct and you get more power to the wheels, blah, blah, blah. But automatics, there's been some recent um, trends that we'd like to talk about, and that is the proliferation of gear ratios. <laughs> yeah, you know, when um, when I was when I was a ute... Uh, two Utes. Two Utes. When I was a Ute. Can we say that in English, though? <laughs> Automatic. Them uh, dem, dem trannies have more speeds now. <laughs> there was. That's what I wanted to hear. Thank okay. you. You'd have, like, what, a four-speed auto was, yeah, was pretty common. Yeah, four-speed was and very common for a long luxury time. Luxury cars started bringing in some five-speeds just to maybe mm-hmm. get a little better spacing between the gears. Yeah, um, you or, can, or better fuel economy with a... Yeah, at the high a, end, maybe. With, like, a more severe overdrive, right? Severe. That's a good severe, way to put it, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I drove, a friend bought a new Audi A4 in, I don't know, maybe uh, probably 2014 maybe, mm-hmm. and I drove it, and 
the damn thing had eight gears in an automatic yeah. gearbox. And I'm, and I'm sitting there with the manual transmission. I'm trying to pull through the gears. The, the flappy paddles. Yeah, the flappy. They're, I mean, they're plastic anyway. Flappy uh, paddles. And <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't driving around the streets in, in you know, Redondo or Torrance, wherever mm-hmm. I was, I couldn't get into eighth gear. Like, I wanted to just get into the tallest gear. And just it wouldn't let cruise. me. Yeah. Because it was too low of a, of a gear ratio. It the engine yeah, at so, the speed so you were at. It, it yeah. wouldn't let me do it. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. I'm, well, I'm going to complain about this later, but <laughs> okay. I hate the fact that automatic transmissions, you put them in the sport mode, yeah. and then they automatically upshift and downshift for you, like, randomly, right. willy-nilly. Now, like, I'm not in control of the gears. This segment is not called Vince's Gripes. But <laughs> no. <laughs> I, okay. But no, okay, you're allowed to- talk about that later. You're allowed to gripe about it, but- yeah, there's lots of uh, like sport mode or you know um, snappy shift mode or whatever sport they want. Sport mode. Sport mode, <laughs> where you will get some control over what's going on, but there's always some level of automation where the controller takes over and says nine. You are not allowed to downshift here, and just doesn't let you do it. Right. Um, now, what do you but, consider? Do you consider automatic gearbox? Do you consider a dual clutch to be an automatic gearbox? Well. Uh, Yes and no. I mean, that's a different technology corner, I think. But what we wanted to talk about today, if I'm if I'm not wrong, is the fact that modern transmissions are or automatics are getting so many more gear ratios, and actually manuals too. Like the Corvette now has a standard seven-speed manual, and it's just ludicrous. And a lot of that is okay. Marketing's part of it, right? Because they can brag, oh, we have one more speed than everybody else, and oh, ours is an eight-speed, and yours is a nine-speed, and now we've got a ten-speed, or you know. And so that that's kind of a uh, a gear race or whatever you want to call it, like not a horsepower war, but I don't know. Marketing people think it means something, um, but the real reason that it's happening is fuel economy. Dun, dun, dun. Well, <laughs> fuel economy on the EPA test. Right? That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't mean real fuel economy as experienced by people driving cars on the road. I mean EPA test economy and the numbers that are published. Because how awesome would it be if someone released a four-speed manual gearbox in a car today? Like if Chevy said, yeah. you have the special, you can option and you can get a four-speed manual. In, yeah, with in like the, the Hurst T-handle shifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or better yet, a three on a tree. Uh-huh. Like, Those are great, yeah. I'd, I'd buy that. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? More space in the console for your iDevices, I your, ding, right, your yeah. Dingleberries or whatever. <laughs> 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 Actually, you're really being quiet about this. You're not like yelling at Chris about this stuff. What's going on? How do you feel about gearboxes? Automatic gearboxes. <laughs> how do I feel about trannies? Yes. Well, I mean, I have, I mean, like a decent amount of cars right now, and I think I only have one automatic, and it's just for towing. Yeah. So I guess that kind of says what my preference is towards, but. Um. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's kind of a. It's not something you think about. Yeah, a it's lot, on, yeah, right? it's really not something yeah. I think about. It's just like I enjoy driving a manual transmission more, just because I like being able to feel more connected to what I'm doing in my car. But for automatic, I mean, I drove an automatic Accord that had uh, like five gears in it. I think it was mm-hmm. for like ten years, and after a while, um, I don't know. Like everything just, I don't know. I had to replace that transmission like four or five times, so I'm just totally off of automatic transmissions, well, yeah. honestly. I think most people Honda. don't don't think about them, you know? It's something that, like, maybe the, the number of, oh, eight speeds, that'll attract you to the dealership or maybe get you to buy the car. But then after that, you don't really think about it. Um, hey, Steve Flo, isn't one of the big things but, about Tesla that they only have one gear? Yeah, I mean, it's direct drive. Yeah. So, yeah, with an electric motor, it just makes so torque across So is one gear better than nine gears? For efficiency, yes. Okay. For sure. 
but the where where we were going with I think the technology side of it was the um, that we should all buy Teslas down speeding <laughs> down speeding the engines is what's happening with mm-hmm. with more gear ratios. Let's say you know you're cruising along at seventy miles an hour. If you have a four speed, maybe your engine's at four thousand RPM. If you have a five speed, now your engine's at three thousand RPM. If you have an eight speed, maybe now it's at eighteen hundred RPM at that same highway speed. So what that's doing is it's using less fuel because the engine is now not revving as high and you're getting into the efficient point on the BSFC map that's brake specific fuel consumption Ooh, yes. um, <laughs> just throw that in there uh, and, that's, the and that's why the manufacturers are doing it because there are, how to fold it, yeah, so. there are EPA <laughs> yeah it's very tricky it's like origami um, there are EPA um, not just guidelines but but um, what's the word mandates that say you know for your whole fleet of cars that you sell mr automaker you have to meet a certain minimum average fuel economy and in order to do that they have to kind of increase their fuel economy of all their models across the board and if they're not changing engines and they're not changing the car they've got to do something and that is slowing the engines down by adding more gears Okay, so Seaflow, like just that. to finish up the technology corner, I got to pick your poison for you. Okay. Would you rather have the new nine-speed automatic BMW, the the M class, mm-hmm. or would you rather have a Model S Tesla with one speed? BMW. All right. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah, no. Vince, the, uh, take us from the website. <laughs> <laughs> no, that it's a ZF eight-speed, and and everybody who's driven one of those just says it's the best automatic transmission that that's ever been made in the new BMWs. So, and well, I, I drove one, I test drove one recently, and I, I agree, it's awesome. Well, you know, Mercedes released a um, a seven speed, and this is a couple of years ago. But they actually put a single clutch in the place of a torque converter, hmm. and the idea they call it the M something MCT. Yeah, um, that's great. But now we have to do from the website. <laughs> I was going to talk about our producers this getting shipped upset. MCT. Exactly. Yeah, well, we'll go into like dual clutch and single clutch and stuff in another episode, I think. Yeah, well, this is not well. This is not a dual clutch. This yeah. is a dual clutch auto. So uh-huh. it's a hybrid. Stop talking about. It. <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking about. It. So, uh, Ben, what, what are we talking about now, Ben? From the website. <laughs> Just giving a lot of time. I know. From the website. And we this is a, a special one. No. Yeah, we do. Uh, so that was good technology corner, by the way, Chris. That was thank you. Well done, Yay. trannies. Good job, Chris. <laughs> Chris knows a lot about them. Yes. Um, <sighs> the from the website. Uh, so this week was dailyturismo.com's uh, fourth birth week happy birthday <laughs> yeah uh so four <laughs> years of uh writing the four website years, four times. years of good times mind-numbing <laughs> car reviews no, something and so to, to make to make the the more mind-numbing um <laughs> we did a hundred cars in across the week which is sort of unusual for us and um what Not we did sort is, of unusual it is the first time that we've ever done that cor- correct yeah and yeah don't don't play it down Come on. Right. Normally we do about, you know, four or five cars a day and then yeah. we did twenty a day for the whole week. Right. And the idea Whoa, being sorry about that. <laughs> smack our microphones. Uh starting in nineteen seventeen, going through twenty sixteen, doing a car for each year. Yep. And sort of picking what we thought was the best, most interesting car for sale for that year. And writing a little story about it and uh having a good time while we're doing it. And you know, I, I had certain expectations kind of going into it and I thought that the um the war era might become an issue because they didn't make new cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I honestly, I had this idea that, you know, we'd have a sort of a spattering of cars from Europe and from Asia th- throughout the time periods. But a- as I'm looking at cars from the 1917, 18, 19 uh, timeframe, the conclusion I came to is that at least when you're looking at cheap cars, like, you know, we're looking yeah. at, and we're trying to keep the budget low. We're not yeah. we're fixing not looking the budget. At Duesenbergs and 
Bugattis and all that type right. of stuff. And the conclusion I came to was that American cars was pretty much your only option. In, um, in the U.S. In the if yeah, you're searching today for a car from that time period, that's all you're going to find. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't think we I think we get our first um, non-American car. I'm just scanning the list You put here. up a Fiat. Yes. 1934 uh, Fiat. 34. But, but it was in Fiat. Portugal. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first uh, non-American car is the MG in 1949. Yeah. And that goes along with the, the servicemen returning from World War II and they, they got to drive sports cars in Europe and now they want to bring them back here, right? Yep. So. Yeah, and um, and it's funny how to see that the MG look like a pre-war car. I mean, it didn't look like the American cars from oh. the 40s. It looked like a car from the 20s or yeah. 30s, and they sold that. Tiny and rickety yeah. and spindly wire wheels. and Yeah, and the fenders exposed and the yeah, driver sitting in the Yeah, but these guys open. loved it because it was finally something that handled well, right? Or yeah, well-ish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> it's all relative. Um, but anyway, and then, you know, we can sort of continue up to the 50s and the 60s. Um, and then we could, okay, now we could start finding some Japanese cars, some European cars. Um, and they sort of, once we get into like the full like 70s, 80s, then it's 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 the full gambit. It's, it's what you kind of expect. But for me, that was my biggest surprise in doing that. Yeah. Was the amount of Americanness of those, I'll say before 1950. And, and even if you if you just said you know I, I don't even I don't even have a budget I want any car from mm-hmm. from 1927 uh, you're hard it's hard to find anything other than American cars mm-hmm. so it just shows how great we once were I don't know something like that <laughs> no we <laughs> wait we the Republican convention today yeah, no <laughs> no I'm not I'm not trying to say anything like that um, uh, but we should point out that we weren't trying to feature a certain like make of car or we weren't trying to feature american cars that's just how it worked out and yeah. and vince's idea was let's feature a car probably the best one we can find um with whoever wants to look for it uh from each model year and we had a lot of help right yeah, i mean how many huge. people how many contributors uh wrote for uh, this? five or six in total yeah wrote website uh, stories and um, we had tips coming in from from various guys. We had um, I was gonna do a full like like list of sort of sort of thanks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Kaibizi, who came up with uh, these kind of neat looking badges, sort of graphics for each of the decades, and and a unique badge for it. It was uh, it kind of added to the sort of the fun. Yeah. So we had some little badges. for Yeah, that. those were great. Um, I should go to the website and check them out. You should. <laughs> <laughs> They're I'm very gonna set, clever. I'm going to set your homepage at that, and you'll never be able to change it because you they're don't very, change it. You can tell they're clever, and you can tell that they are, that they weren't made by either me or Vince because they're actually pretty clever. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they're aesthetically good-looking, too. Yeah, that's oh, that's like, the thing. Uh, yeah, they don't look yeah. like 1990s clip art. Hey, <laughs> not like a Beavis and Butthead headbanging gif. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, C-Flow, uh, Chris over here, you wrote a dozen or so of them, and you edited everything else, so that was uh I did edit almost all of them, yes. It was appreciated. <laughs> it was lots, of, okay. lots of editing. Mm-hmm. Chris goes into does his ninja edits pretty much every day. Um, and then uh, Johnny, who's a regular writer and was on a guest on the show, um, he wrote a bunch, um, which is good. Same with Andy Liss. Um, new writer Adam, he wrote a few. Um Al covered um, most of the 70s. In I think style. he took all of the 70s. Yeah, he basically. I was a little surprised. I was like, uh, I'm going to go choose some cool Japanese car for the 70s, and then they were all taken. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so it was. Sort of a, it yeah. was sort of a smorgasbord. You yeah. could you could pick what you wanted. And you could reserve a year if you wanted, and 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 Al said he wanted all the 70s, and so we we let him have it. He picked some cool stuff. There was all kinds of. Um, he got a Honda in there, and then the rest was like Monte Carlo, Brooklyn, Dodge van, Mercedes, Dodge Little Red Express. Yeah, Little Red Express. I think's awesome. 
Uh, and I use that very relative term, GMC yeah. fire truck. So, um, and then um, a guy by the name of Matt, who hopefully will be calling in. I told him to call into our radio show today. Um, he stepped Any up now, I think. Yeah, and he's a new he's a new contributor. He's been writing for the last couple months. Um, he stepped up and wrote like twenty five of the features, just out of the blue. Said, "Hey, I'll write these," um, and it was great. And, I, and honestly, I couldn't have done it without his help because I was um, it was stretched to get that yeah. much. You know, in the past, we did the birthday in one day, and one one of the times we did fifty fifty cars. Yeah, it's in like one day. pulling an all nighter, right? It's like yep. you do it and you get it over with, and it's done. But this dragged out oh. for a whole week. <laughs> I was just like Ben would Ben would call me and, and try to talk about the radio show every day, like he normally does, and I'd be like, "Look, I can't talk to you. I'm writing. I'm thirty minutes, you know, until publishing time for this next." Yeah, story. and we were publishing them every thirty minutes, every 30 so there minutes, was a yeah. deadline like all the time. A yeah. new deadline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks a lot to to, to Matt, to, to Cflow, to Kabizi, to, to Johnny, to sorry Kabizi, to Johnny, to Andy, and Adam, um, Al. Uh, we saw Hunt's blogger in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Hunt's yep. always comes chiming through. in. Chimes in. We'll we'll get him back in the in the saddle here. Um, but uh, if I had to pick my favorite, I don't know if you guys asked me to pick my favorite, but I'm gonna no, pick it anyway. nobody asked you to do that. But I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, <laughs> I really liked, for some strange reason, I probably have a problem. That 35 Desoto Airflow. Mm. It was fifty five hundred dollars. Thirty six. Was it thirty six? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now. My, it's okay. My mind here. I don't just remember all of these things. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, you're right. The dictators, Studebaker dictators, thirty five. Anyway, yeah. it was an incredible car from another era. It's got this crazy Airstream styling. It was a. It was a strange car for the time for the people at the time had some innovations um and then you know it's sitting there and it's rusty and it's ugly and it's missing some parts for sure i don't even know if it had an engine in it but for fifty five hundred dollars you have something that if you restored it it would be like peterson quality you know museum piece kind of styled that's a big if <laughs> well okay yeah you'd have to restore it, was, it. yeah yeah but it, it wasn't oh, terrible we, got, we have a call coming in and i think that is yeah. probably matt our contributor Hello, you're on Daily Turismo Radio. Hey, guys. Matt Anderson here. Well, speak of the devil. Matt, Matt hey, Matt. <laughs> this is, speak of the devil. That was, uh, yeah, we were talking about you, Matt. That was Seaflow, and this is Vince. How you doing? Hey, Vince. How's it going? Excellent. Seaflow? Pretty yeah. good. And we have Ashley here as well. Hi. Hey, uh, hey Ashley. <laughs> and uh, producer Ben's in the background there. You might hear him chanting in person a while. Um, we were just talking, uh, kind of going through the um, the the list of the cars from the the hundred years of cars for the birthday, and um, I was talking about my favorite. Um, do you, uh, Matt? Do you have any uh, any favorites from uh, from all the all the cars on that list? Well, I have a favorite era that I enjoyed looking through, and I think that was the late thirties to mid 40s and i think somebody had posted a chrysler airflow or Deso airflow i yeah. can't remember vince just talked but about I, that one ah <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> well that was that was definitely one of my favorites That's um funny. that and you know there were there were a whole lot of good cars on there but you know i think dt and myself in general don't really search out cars from the teens 20s and 30s that much so no. That stuff was kind of interesting to look through for a while. Yeah, you know, I, I've got my, like, favorites from, you know, the 60s and 70s and 80s, and I, and I know them well enough. But that stuff early on, you know, it's you, – you go into a year, you know, you're searching on, you know, a, a Craigslist or eBay for, for a particular year, and all of a sudden you find all these cars, and you're like, what, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a, a gray door. What in the world? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Or, or 1926 I mean, Star Coopster. I'd never even heard of that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 up. no, I was, yeah. I was out of touch with that one for sure. But 
I mean, those cars are fun to look through, but, you know, honestly, I was pretty ready to get on to the, uh, onto the 50s and 60s. You know, the, the freestanding headlight era was, was starting to weigh on me a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> they all kind of look the same after a while, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and and it, there's also something that's a little bit, uh, you know, dissatisfying about looking through cars that really have no practical use on today's road. Mm-hmm. And you really have to be, you have to be pretty committed to own a car from the teens or 20s. I mean, my uncle has an 09 Buick. Uh, and uh, right, right-hand drive 09 Buick, wow. and I think he takes it out maybe once or twice a year. And uh, you know, there's there's wow. more usable cars out there, but you know, a lot of hot rods, a lot of a lot of obscure stuff. So it, it was fun to look through. Yeah, what what do you think is the first year of car? And I'll, I'm gonna ask all these guys here. Mm-hmm. First year of car that you could drive every day. That is tough. So I think that if we're if you're looking at upscale cars um, like Cadillacs, your Lincolns, you know maybe Maxwells to a degree, things like that, um, maybe you're looking at late 20s, maybe early 20s, where you know you start to get nice big substantial straight sixes, straight eights, yeah. you know, and and uh, <laughs> some some more competent suspension and things like that. Yeah. I think it starts to get pretty. You know, drivable, but hydraulic a lot of brakes. Those cars, yeah, hydraulic brakes are a big plus. Yeah, and uh, well, even just a conventional know, conventional um, setup for the um, the controls, the pedals, yeah, yeah. The controls, yeah. Right, right. Like I don't, I don't normally look to make timing adjustments on the fly on the steering wheel. <laughs> Come on, that's more like <laughs> and a conventional pedal layout fairly important to me. So I don't know. I've seen a bunch of people, not a bunch of people, but you know, some people driving Ford Model A uh, daily. Yeah, um, and and I think that's commendable for them for me i think my line in the sand is going to be like say 1934 Hmm. that's that's where i think things start to get just modern enough to be able to drive every day where you know weather stripping had been invented and yeah (laughs) functional brakes and windshield wipers things of that nature yeah and 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 even though i think it was uh modified that like the uh 38 willie's model 38 that you could drive that every day Mm -hmm. there's nothing you could drive that every day yeah for sure and I mean, but that thing was like essentially a 1985 Chevrolet pickup underneath. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. And, same technology. Yeah. It's you know I know we all kind of get a little bit tired of seeing the uh, the, the Depression era cars and cars of the the late 30s as well being you know having uh, small block Chevrolets, turbo 400s, mm-hmm. S10 steering columns, and Mustang two front suspension with a nine inch. I mean that that formula gets pretty tired, but it was kind of invented for a reason. Like, you've got a really pretty body. You want to hang it over something cheap and reliable and dependable. And, and for the late 80s, early 90s, that was kind of the formula. Yeah, you know, that's exactly why I put that Pinto-powered uh, Ford Model T in there. Yeah. As I, 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 yeah. And I know the Pinto engines, oddly enough, has actually been in a lot of customs. You'll see them in the, in the backs of Volkswagen yeah, Beetles. I think in the 70s they were popular yeah. because of the gas rationing and stuff yeah. as a hot rod engine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There was, I mean, there was a ton of aftermarket parts availability for them, and I mean, as far as Ford Motors go in the in the seventies, it was fairly advanced. I mean, you had a you had a cam that wasn't in the block. That's true. Wow, yeah, that was a big that was an enormous. That's a big deal. You know, that was a quantum leap right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I, I know that, I mean, I, I can drive my 66 Beetle every day if I want to, and so I know that that's, that's you know, it's got to be older than that if, if we're going back yeah. as far as we can go. 
Um, I really liked the one one that I found and wrote up was, was a 19, 1951 DeSoto Custom, which is a big four-door Chrysler, basically. But yeah. it's got that that giant DeSoto toothy grill that gets put onto Buicks yeah. and all sorts that car of custom was gorgeous. Cars. Yeah, and it had just like nice patina, and it was really cheap. It was like three grand or something. Yeah. And I yeah. think, you know, with a little bit of work, some new tires, some new brakes, you could drive that. I could certainly drive that every day and be fine, you know. What about uh, um Yeah, car Go, go ahead. Let's see. What about the um moving to the 50s guys? What do you think about um what do you guys think about that 54 vet for 57 grand? What was I crazy in looking at that and saying like that they only made a couple, I mean a couple was a couple thousand of those. A couple thousand, yeah. And um does that seem like a bargain compared to something like a 911 or a 356 which which in a, you know, at least a 356 from the similar same era is going to going to go for twice that in good shape? I mean, cars from that era, it's it's tough to, uh, well, let me rephrase that. American cars from that era, 57K is a pretty tough pill to swallow. But if you go further on in vet history to C2s and, well, no, let's leave the C3 out of this one. But <laughs> if you go to if you go to C2s, I mean, uh, for split window coupes and things like that, you're looking at comparable money. And the 53, 54 Corvettes, I think, were the, you know, the most beautiful Corvettes ever made. So... And 57k is a lot of money. I can't swing that, but it uh, it seems like a pretty decent deal for the amount of uh, you know collector cred the car has. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I wasn't making a you know maybe that car. I didn't know you know if that was a great deal or not, but just in general, those 54 vet. I was surprised that it wasn't like a six figure car in because it was in nice shape. Yeah, I think the performance yeah. really yeah. wasn't there. It's got, I know it's got inline six. It's got yeah. hundred horsepower. It's yeah. not going to be and the fast. running gear the, too. The blue, the, the old yeah. blue flame. Is yeah. That yeah. It? I think uh-huh. it was. That's right. That's the one. I mean, those those cars are they're super sweet looking, and they they look straight off the Autorama show floor <laughs> and uh, or Motorama, whatever it was back then. Anyway, they looked like they were taken straight from a from a, a design studio to production, which is kind of unique. You know, it's got kind of a that must jet vibe to it. Yep. And um, I mean, I think that's, or, you know, Fraser Nash, Munch Jet, those sort of things. It's all, uh, it's all kind of the same genre there. So, or even a Curtis. 7K doesn't seem that unreasonable. A Curtis, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, hey, hey, Matt, we got uh, about one minute before we have to take a break, but I want to ask you, um, while, while you're on the phone, um, what did you consider, like, the m- most uh, modern car? What's the newest car that you'd want to own out of this list? The newest car that I would actually want to own? Yeah. Um, man, that... I'm very deeply ashamed to say this, but it was that 2015 <laughs> Ford Focus one liter Eco. Yeah, <laughs> that thing was pretty. Somebody sweet. posted a tip to that thing, and <laughs> it was very coincidental because me and my buddy were just talking about that thing. You know, I wouldn't really want it in a Focus because I think it's a little bit too heavy, but you can get it in a Fiesta uh, four door. Yeah, uh, the the hatch, the three cylinder, or sorry, the three cylinder. You can get it in a four door sedan rather. So, mm. I mean, that yeah, I didn't know that. that that's those were a pretty a one liter. sweet car. Um, you know, I, I could, I could see myself owning one for a few months before I get bored with it, sell it, and lose my shirt on it. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but it was, it was appealing. Yeah, that's um, Chris. What about you? What was your, uh, what's what, your modern car? The newest one I would yeah. want to own there. Um, well, <laughs> looking. I'm gonna take my time thinking about Ashley. Ashley. What do you uh, think? The newest one that I would own yeah. is this just owner daily drive. 
Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. I'd probably take the Lotus. <laughs> the, the, the Lotus Avora. Avora. Yeah, the Avora. Yeah, that's not a bad. That's not a bad choice. Yeah, those are nice. That yeah. would probably be the newest. That's a 2011. Yeah. But the the car that I really started looking at, you know, I never Craigslist search for anything above say 1989, but the one that really started getting me actually doing my own Craigslist searching for my own stable was the uh, Infinity M45. Mm, yeah. Yeah, those and are... I just thought of myself doing big Japanese straight pipe burnouts in my driveway, and I was like, ah, yeah, I kind of need this thing. <laughs> yeah, there's, those are, um, what do they call the Y32 generation of M45? Yeah, yep, uh, that's th- it. There's a guy who owns one of those down the street from me that I, I used to, we used to commute at roughly the same time, so I'd be following him down the streets and just marveling. It's a gorgeous car. And and it's kind of They're an really odd, pretty. yeah. And and it's it's so different from everything else that was, com- especially out of Japan in that time frame. It's yeah. it's a beauty. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I it, I even kind of started looking at uh, Q45, and uh, and just you know, I kind of went down the infinity rabbit hole there for a little while. Maybe I'll maybe I'll own one. I don't know. I, I, it, it seems like a reasonable choice that could be fun. Give it a try, right? Yeah, right. They're not very expensive. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, Matt. No, I found one for for three grand. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's good money. Uh, Matt, so what do you um, uh, you're out of um, South Carolina, South, right? South Carolina, right? Yeah, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Yep, yep. And and I anyway, I want to say um, we had a really good time uh, doing the the hundred cars, and I really appreciate all the help you you gave us. It was uh, couldn't have done it without you. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I really had a great time doing it. So anyway, we're gonna. Um, you guys, if you're uh, if you're listening and you read Daily Tourism on a regular basis, you're gonna expect to see more from from Matt in the future. We're gonna make sure he uh, he can he can write all the good stuff he he writes on a on a regular basis. I'll be I'll be at the ready at all your right. service. Excellent. Hey um, Matt, thank you so much for calling. And um, listeners, when we get back, we're gonna do Sea Flows <laughs> news. That's Seaflow's news. Oh, yeah. Not Ben's news. <laughs> no. Not Ben's news. <laughs> Hello, Daily Turismo listeners. Now that the British country, otherwise known as the United Kingdom, has left the European Union, we would like to announce that European Motorworks, sponsor of Daily Turismo Radio, is no longer known as European Motorworks. They are now British Motorworks. And no longer will they be servicing Volkswagen engines. They will be working on Jaguar engines. Land Rover. Aston Martin. Mini. All these good British brands. If you need any hard parts or machining services, engineering as we call it, if you need a specialist to make you a bespoke assembly, pop round to European, I mean British Motorworks on Prairie Avenue in Hawthorne, California. Call it, ring him up at 1-800-722-8678, toll free in the US. If you're in jolly old Britain, however, there might be a small charge. That's European Motorworks, or visit europeanmotorworks.com. And God save the Queen. And also tell him DT Radio sent you.
Streaming live from the DT Studios, this is Daily Turismo Radio, powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, and co-founder, Chris Florin. Hey guys, that was just uh, Matt Anderson on the phone, talking to us about cars, about the Daily Turismo fourth birthday party extravaganza. He's a great guy. Uh... He helped us out a lot. Um, he did. Wrote lots of stories. Big ups. Um, Producer Ben, do we have someone calling in? No, you know, no, we're going to no. open up the phone lines. That's yeah, what we're open do. up the phone lines. Uh, 424-260-2822. Get your pens ready. This is the LA Tourism Radio. You can call in and we'll talk to you. Area code 424-260-2822. Call us up and uh, yell at us. Tell us, better yet, tell us your favorite car... From the list on dailyturismo.com of the birthday party list, on you can find it on the right hand side of the page, and you'll get something. We'll get something free. We'll ship it now, to you. I I think no? Ashley was saying that she was upset that there were certain cars that we omitted from that list. Oh, is that right? <laughs> no, it's not that they were just like omitted, but ignored because Ignore, they were terrible cars. Not included. <laughs> horrible cars, like what, Mitsubishi what were they? Evos. <laughs> what year? No, no, and what, no. They were they were terrible cars. Um. I don't know. Dodge so, Stratus. For some reason. <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. After being on um, just like a Mazda kick when I was um, in Japan, I was like looking up like a bunch of old Mazdas that um, were and weren't shipped over here. Some were only shipped over here in small numbers. And yeah. um, I stumbled upon an 88 Mazda 323, the uh, GTX. GTX version. Oh, yes. Okay. That's so. That was not included on the list. Yeah. Featured those? Okay, we have, so we featured those. We have those. featured those. The yeah. hardest okay. part is you cannot find stock ones here left that are not like just or rusted out. Sometimes yeah. you just can't find any of them for sale. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. they're really rare. Yeah. yeah, they only sent over like 2,000 of them into the U.S., I believe, is like yeah. what they quoted that they sent yeah. over. But yeah. you know, I We have tried some friends hit... that, have, that have owned one and owned them, and they say that the, it was kind of a nightmare car. But when it was working, it was fun, but- not the most reliable Mazda. <laughs> <laughs> not that anything with a rotary engine is reliable. That's not like the rest of the Mazdas. No, I'm just saying, anyway. like the rest. Of, <laughs> yeah, I had to Mazda. feature. I had to feature um, some RX-7s, and and I, you know, yeah, the, and we did a Miata, 8089, which is actually 1980 mo- or 90 model yeah. year. Someone calling uh, us on the phone. We have we have a caller already. Uh, Daily Turismo Radio, you're on the air. Hello. <laughs> is this George? <laughs> Hey, who's this? Is this Vinny? This is Vince. George, how you doing, bud? Why are How's you, it going, buddy? Are you calling us from a from a a, a saloon? I, I'm ca- I'm calling from the brewery, man. Where we're gonna have our next show, okay? So, uh, you know, I'm just tasting the beer here to make sure it's okay. So when we come and have the show here, it's all good. And and what brewery is that, George? Uh, we're at Absolution Brewery right now, okay? You know, I'm here with the owner, Steve, who's going to be here. And he's he's a really car aficionado, man, okay? He's got nice. Volkswagen buses up the ying. Have you been drinking their double <laughs> IPA or something, man? I've been, I've been really drinking something. some wicked IPA, man. It's a double <laughs> IPA, yeah, 11%, cool. okay? Uh, it's uh, it's really good, man. No, really 11% good. 11%'s your blood alcohol level, my good man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've had two of these, so this is it. I'm going to call my Uber driver, which is my daughter, to come pick me up. 
you have to pay her <laughs> per mile. So, so, so George so, kind of letting the cat so, out of the well, bag. Well, we here. didn't know we were going to have this anniversary party here at Absolution Brewery. Okay. Well, Am I live? By the way, I want to yeah. make sure the yeah. audience is listening. Okay. Yes, they're yes. listening. George, yes, George, they can hear you loud and clear. Loud and clear. I believe he you hear me is loud listening. and strong. This is Dan is listening. <laughs> we we are loud. Okay. Dan. And Dan, when I hang up, the next caller that calls in gets a free set of spark plugs from European Motorworks. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if nobody calls in, I think they're going to Matt. If nobody comes in, they go to you, whoever you want Matt, to go Matt, to. Matt, there's a guy right? who's on, on last. He's, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. So send him some, some, some spark plugs. Excellent. George, yeah, we're looking at hopefully the second week in August. So, second week in August. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll hook Set it up. up. We'll make it happen. Okay, so Excellent. That's have a great show. In Torrance. I don't want to be on the air too long because I might say something wicked. That's the fear I'm making right now. So. <laughs> All right, George. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. have a, have an excellent show and email me the next caller, okay? I will. I will, will do, George. Hey, thanks, thanks George. All right. Talk to you guys later. See you. Okay. So, uh, listeners, in case you didn't know, um, two weeks ago we had a caller, um, Colin, who called in and talked to us about BMW, some other things, and uh, for calling in, he got a free set of Iridium spark plugs for his Toyota, as well as a European Motorworks t-shirt shipped yeah. to his door, free, completely free of charge. From George there, who from, was just talking to us. Right, from our sponsor, who was <laughs> screaming at us on the phone. I think it must have been loud in that bar, I'm guessing. Absolution Brewery That's in Torrance, George. California. He was just having a good time. Yeah. yeah, George is our sponsor. He's a great guy. He runs a great shop. So, yeah, so yeah, and he left the cat out of the bag. We are planning a party, a listener party. So if you are listening live or if you're a podcast listener and you're local in Southern California, we are going to have a a show live from the brewery probably in a couple of weeks. So we will keep you updated on that. You can just, check out DT for that. Yeah, just the, show up there every Friday night and yeah, eventually we'll be yeah. there. The, the, the three of us are just going to be in the room shouting <laughs> at the top of our lives. This is a radio show. <laughs> I've got some wicked, wicked beer here. <laughs> So let's not let's not shout into the mic. No, you yes, sure? No. <laughs> I want to see that little red thing it up was here a little again. Fun. Oh no, you don't want the red thing on the screen. No, yeah, I'll, I'll mute thing. your mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, right. wait, wait, that. wait. Are you ready? Yes, right, we're ready for. It's time for Seaflow's news. For Seaflow's news. <laughs> well, I mean, we're calling it news. Don't interrupt my news segment here. Seaflow's news. Seaflow's Seaflo. news, not Ben's news. Seaflow's news, not Ben's news. Don't interrupt my news segment, man. Seaflow's news, not Ben's news. Seaflow's news, not Ben's news. I just know it's his news. Really, he has news. Uh, that was our awesome Seaflow's news. That's right. It is that time again. Not Ben's and news. And we, we premiered that last week, so anybody yeah. who was listening live last week got to hear that. And and that, that was the first time I'd ever heard it, and that was that was amazing. Um, props to Ben and John Barker for making that. Yeah, you're welcome. <sighs> anyway. So what's in the news, Seaflow? This is actually called the pick 'em up edition of Seaflow's news. Because this news has to be good because it's, we're thinking about giving the news to Ashley. It's about trucks. So Ben <laughs> no Ben is gonna love this segment. I I'm doing I'm pandering to producer okay, Ben. Excellent. It's why tru- it's truck news. Every single bullet point is about trucks. Excellent. So, okay. There's a lot of it. First of all is the Jeep Wrangler pickup has been spotted out testing in the wild. I think it was just a test mule. Um, but it looks like it's got a Ram pickup bed grafted onto it. I'm sure that's not what they're going to sell it with, but that's how they're testing it. And it's got the four-door Jeep Wrangler unlimited body in the front and an extended wheelbase. So it's a pretty long vehicle. 
um, you know, probably longer than a F-150 crew cab or whatever. Um, and it's the first Jeep that you'll be able to get from a dealer since the Comanche was euthanized in 1992. Um, and that was based on the old Cherokee. And before that, Jeep actually made quite a few pickup trucks. There was the CJ8 Scrambler, the Commando. Oh, that thing's awesome. The Love Gladiator. Yeah. And there were some older ones that didn't even have a name. They were just the truck. Hmm. Um, and <laughs> there's a, uh, you can get one today, but you have to buy this Mopar conversion kit from a, from a Jeep dealer. And they sell you all the body panels, and you cut up your Wrangler Unlimited and turn it into a pickup truck, and that, that's kind of cool. Um, but this will be this will be a factory Jeep pickup. And so my question for you guys is, what do you think they're going to call this thing? Like the Terminator, the Predator. <laughs> you had the the Gladiator, you had the Commando, so it's got to be they're something like the that. Russell right? Crow. <laughs> the, the Russell Crow. The Jack. The Jeep Trek. The Jeep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bleep. That's the Blazer Jeep. No, that, that's what, what people will call it. They'll call it the Juck. But I, yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think it's going to be called? That's Officially, I don't know. They'll they'll come up. I don't know. You think they'll bring? And back they're not one paying of the you to come up. El, El Jeep Amino. Back, what did you? I mean, I, I was thinking back? Terminator or Predator. Both good movies, but. They're like running out of animal names and like yeah. natural disasters yeah. to name cars after. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there's already an engine called the Hurricane, the Tornado, Tornado. That was an Oldsmobile. Yeah, I don't know. Well, can they um, can can they try and brand it as something old coming back? Yeah, they could call it the Comanche or Commando yeah. or Gladiator. Yeah, I've that, actually heard that it might be called the Gladiator. Yeah, that's kind of that's what I. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. So. Oh, so you, you know, don't know? You're just quizzing No, us. I don't know. No, I'm just that, asking. Oh, what I do you think? Was, I, I think no, no, I, I don't have the answer. I, no, I think they'll probably bring something back. That, you yeah. Know. That, that would yeah. make sense. Yeah, retro. Yeah. Everything's retro. These exactly. Days. And should they make a two-door version, too? What do you think? You know, like a like an old short bed you know, standard cab pickup? I'm sure they will. You think yeah. so? Yeah, I'm sure they will. Although, and, you know what? You don't see many two-door trucks on the road anymore. No, they're really just, they're, yeah. they're dying out. That's why yeah. I'm wondering. I don't know. But diesels, we might get diesel engines and little pickups again, so... Sweet. Colorado, right? Huh? Is that not <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Chevy yeah. Colorado, you can get that yeah. today. So that yeah. there would make sense for them to Jeep to make a competitor to that, I think. Because I'm um, sure the Colorado market is so big. It's. I mean, I've seen quite a few of them. Anyway. While you were in Colorado? No. <laughs> <laughs> Second bit of pickup truck news is an Australian marketing manager from BMW says that they are watching the pickup truck slash ute space closely yeah. and that BMW might be building one so we might no. be seeing a propeller badge tailgate sometime in oh the future boy. and i knew that That's ben awesome. would be upset about that. yes i am actually <laughs> it's like the uh what i love is bmw caminos though <laughs> it's like my favorite yeah they movie. did yeah. one as an what april fool's do? joke that was real though they uh, made it gm has the that cadillac that's the, you know the avalanche but it's a cadillac yeah the cadillac the ext yeah that thing is just that's terrible so would if BMW i see, I see people now like i want to stop them pull them out and slap them <laughs> So if BMW did like an X5 based pickup, then you would be upset. See, but the, yeah, I would. But the, yeah. the X5, I, I couldn't see it as a pickup. Can you? I mean, Vince, can you see the X5 as a pickup? I mean, that bubble, just the bubble you shape know of what? the X. I could El Camino anything. Like if That's you true. go to the Daily Tourism, you'll find so a you're lot an idiot, of though. El Camino. Oh, you're an idiot, though. <laughs> Ashley, what do you think? <laughs> I feel like you're just like having two worlds collide. You've got like the BMW <laughs> yes. owners and the truck owners, and it's. They're like two totally opposite yeah. groups so, of people. But they're both dicks who exactly. don't yield right away to you and <laughs> right. drive in your what lane. What I was wondering, so. actually, but do is they do they cross over? Do their Venn diagrams? No, like they don't. The they Would it don't. be possible to simultaneously roll coal whilst changing lanes without indicating? 
That's, <laughs> that is my question. Yes. Because they would probably have a diesel. Do cowboy boots go with like the little alligator polo shirts? Uh, they will now. Yeah. It has to. It's interesting though because we're talking about this hypothetically, but Mercedes-Benz has announced that they are for sure doing a pickup, um, and Volkswagen already does. It's called the Amarok, which is sold in other mm-hmm. countries, but not here. And I think the problem with the American market is that we expect a dirt cheap, big pickup. Mm-hmm. And these are going to be the opposite. They're going to be expensive and fairly small. Is it going to be like Sprinter-based? What? The Mercedes one? Yeah, something okay. to do with the vans. They're, they're mm-hmm. maybe using a short van chassis or whatever and then putting a pickup body on it. I want the EMG um, version. So do you guys think that the the, the Grossendai would ever sell pickups here in the U.S.? That's the big three in German. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't That's think Volkswagen, they could actually. Volkswagen, I, I, BMW, I and Mercedes mean, I, I think <laughs> that the F one the truck market is so crazy here, you know. Yeah. Between the F one fifties and the Rams and the the crappy Silverado, <laughs> I mean, it's it would it would be very hard. They would have to maybe I don't know. Like you said, is there somebody where those where your Fenn diagrams yeah, cross is and there you that get person? some douchebag who wants to drive a truck? Yeah, the, well, the, the space is that the auto manufacturers in the US don't do anything for like the light pickup right yeah. compact pickups are gone right there there's... the Ranger might be coming back yeah, yeah. well I'm just saying right now there, yeah. there's nothing right if you want a yeah. small well, pickup you want for instance if you want the car that in 20 years is going to be used as a lawn duty vehicle mm-hmm. like it just doesn't exist today Ford Transit but you're not going to get or, um, you're not going to get that from BMW Connect, the yeah. little van yeah. Yeah. but that's That'll what be. this also comes into though too because I feel like the people that are going to be dry- buying trucks like I feel like a lot of them have like brand loyalty already mm-hmm. to mm. some of like the big American yeah. car companies, and I don't know if they're going to be willing to take a risk on a new car with like potentially some new engine that they're going to be putting in it, you know, mm-hmm. just to say, oh, I drive a BMW truck or a Mercedes truck. You know, they're probably going to stick with like what they know because, I mean, yeah, you still yeah. see like tr- like super old trucks on the road that like they just never die. <laughs> yeah, so, so it'll and probably have to be a conquest. Well, I customer, don't think they're going right? to get the luxury market either because I mean Ford. And Ram do such a good job yeah. with their high-end versions of their pickups. Except, so, except if the, you're the guy who buys that terrible um, uh, pickup truck that's the, um, what is it, Lincoln? Mm-hmm. The Lincoln pickup, I don't they know if they sell them anymore. anymore. Yeah, no. The Blackwood. No. No. But that was like a fifty-five dollars or $60,000 pickup a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And that same person would have easily bought a Mercedes version. Yeah, so that market, I think, maybe did exist for a little bit. Ford, Lincoln tried it out, but... It didn't work out for them, so maybe that's what these guys no, are saying. And, like, and uh, I think I I really think that that's because the Ram and Ford do such a good job with their yeah. high end pickups. Well, even you know, I mean, you can get an F one fifty for you know for eighty grand. That's all done up. Same thing with the yeah. Ram. But the other thing so. is, someone who just needs a small pickup is today is just going to go buy a low spec F one fifty. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that market's covered. Yeah, or a Tacoma, something like that. Yeah, you know no, what I mean. Yeah. But the people that are going to be buying a BMW truck, what are they even going to be putting in the truck? Because right. if they're already <laughs> buying a BMW, they're the type of person that doesn't work on their own house, or That's what true. are they putting in the truck? You mean buying it new. But right? yeah, Again, yeah, yeah. Look at okay. new pickup trucks around Southern California, and there's nothing there's ever nothing in, in the bed. No, they're a style accessory. Yeah. I, I had a barbecue a in my truck. I had a barbecue in my truck today, Ben. Your truck's old, Ben. <laughs> okay, actually. Your truck's old. No, but now. a lot of people do buy them just, yeah. for, just for looks. Well, they buy them for Costco trips, because, yeah. you know... They gotta fit Costco groceries. What in the I what I found, yes. I sold my old pickup, <laughs> and I got, live in the I got an SUV instead. And I, yeah. I can do everything with a little trailer and an SUV. I can do everything that a pickup can do, and mm. and I'm not always hauling around my trailer. I only yeah. haul it around when I need to to Costco. So, yeah, or to pick up, <laughs> take engines from my house to the shop or whatever I yeah. use it for. To take 50 tires to Tamazula Tire Shop to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
as an example. Um, okay, so the last point of the news today is Tesla. It's time for Seaflow's news. <laughs> hey, don't interrupt my news segment, man. <laughs> uh, Tesla, the master plan part two was rolled out by Elon Musk the other day. And he talked about adding pickups, trucks, and buses to the Tesla product line. Yeah, Vince and I were talking about this before the show. Yeah. Well, he's, he's congratulations. Crazy. He's good crazy. <laughs> Uh, he did have a really good quote in that in that in that post um, about starting an electric car company. He said, "As of 2016, the number of American car companies that haven't gone bankrupt is a grand total of two: Ford and Tesla. Starting a car company is idiotic, and an electric car company is idiocy squared." <laughs> so he's calling himself an idiot. So I mean, you got to give some credit to the guy. At least he's he's crazy though. He's self-deprecating. Um, but. I, I mean, this is a goal. This is like a what they would call a stretch goal. Yeah, but in there, the industry. I mean, there is no um, point to that. There is no vehicle that you could use an electric engine in less than a truck or a bus. Yeah, on highway trucks is like the worst electric. Yeah. Like, so, so I was going to ask Ben because um, Elon said that that an electric semi could be really fun to operate. <laughs> <laughs> so would would you? Ben has been known to drive some trucks. Yes. Every once in a while. Uh, and I have driven a Tesla as well. Okay. So, I, so I actually, would you drive an electric semi? It might be fun, you know? Yeah. But it might no be shifting. fun, but I, yeah. <laughs> you, you do realize what would come with an ele- uh, the Tesla electric semi, though, is, right? Is right. it would be a, a very low-paid driver because the thing drives itself. Well. So if they'd have a driver to begin with, it's certainly not going to be a union driver. There was an and then later on. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. an interesting post on Jalopnik, actually, kind of saying that if this happens and if autonomous electric trucks really come around, then the truck driver will become kind of more like an airline pilot where in the beginning when they take off or when they leave the the dock or wherever they're mm-hmm. picking stuff up, they're driving, they're in control, and they get out on the open highway and they put the autopilot on and they take a nap or whatever or just kind of vaguely yeah, aware we, of what's going on. Yeah, we were actually on. talking about this at work because I, I do, for the record, I do drive trucks for a living. Yeah. And um, we were talking about that, about how automation is just kind of could someday take our job, but they still need people to to get the freight in and out of the truck. Yeah. And, um, you know, the best way to get there on your Waze app or whatever isn't always the best way. Right. You know? Uh, and, and the, so and the plus maneuvering uh, yeah, we to, t- to, to the docks, the backing up and all that. Self-driving yeah. forklifts. See, that would be... It's done. The writing's on the me, wall. That, that would be This good. is progress. Well, uh-huh. and this, this is what happens. This that's happens. also what we were talking about about the Teamsters. <laughs> Are they going to go the way of the auto workers where they got you know paid to stay at home, basically? Mm. You know? Is that what's going to happen? So, so you, you, know? you would give it a try, but you're skeptical. But I'm very skeptical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing is the... um. I know, as drive with driving any big truck, it's it's the brakes. Mm. It's always about the brakes. You know, if the brakes are uh, on the Tesla, it was weird because it, it, when you take your, it's like a golf cart. You yeah. take your foot off the gas and yep, and it slows down. It's regenerative but braking. It, it's not yep. that way with a big truck. I mean, you know, with a big truck, you need the brakes. You know, I mean, you could step on the brakes and literally you're not slowing down for a while. Well, what if what if a big truck had regenerative brakes like that? See, I'm not sh- I'm not sure. It would also have a brake pedal. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Right. I don't know. I don't know if you. I guess you could do it, but how heavy is that going to make the trailer and everything like that? What do you mean? To um, because w- when you brake, when you stop in a in a fifty three foot trailer, you're not just you know you're not counting on the front brakes to stop you. You know you have air brakes that go All through the, the entire system. Yeah, so Every, they would yeah. they would still have that. So right? yeah, but I mean, how how was that going to do to the weight of the trailer? And then you know what's that going to do well, to how, how long you're going to be able to drive today? Right? You know because they have them today. So. I'm curious well, no. about the battery technology for exactly. these trucks, like the range. Yeah. Yeah, that's because what I'm saying is, yeah. right now, even with like Teslas, they have like the quick charge stations, but like mm-hmm. with a truck, it's going to be probably longer than what it would be for like a yeah. 
Model S or something like that. So if you're going on a long distance, then, you know, also Tesla would have to put in their charging stations like everywhere, not just on like, oh, you know, it's it's kind of more it's not a novelty, but it's like, oh, you can go from L.A. to San Francisco. You can go from one coast to the other, but you have to go on a very specific path. So there's a lot of things that need to be put in place and the technology for the batteries to even last that long, you know, or to be able to tow something you know that Mm -hmm. much weight i feel like there's a lot a lot a lot of development and infrastructure that still needs to yeah how much has has tesla done as far as their like have they ever entered one of their cars in an endurance race i mean do Mm, we know what would happen if you ran that thing for 24 there was one at pikes peak there was one at pikes peak this year a tesla model s and i've seen people with them at track days and but when it overheats, it starts slowing down. It yeah. like goes into some like safe mode, so you don't yeah. kill it. Right. Yeah, because like when you drive across country, you know, I mean, first of all, those guys are crazy weird, anyways. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, they, they drive in teams and they don't stop. Yeah, like would there be enough room for all your murdered prostitutes <laughs> in the back of a Tesla truck? Like, yeah. would they have a special what room if for you the had prostitutes? Solar panels on the roof of the whole trailer, and it was charging while you were driving. I'm not sure you could. How about that? I'm not sure that <laughs> there would be enough solar panels on the roof to charge. No, well, I, not today. No, there wouldn't be. I think that the the logical uh, application for uh, regenerative braking technology in an electric vehicle is something that starts and stops all like a city bus. A bus, yeah. Or which a he garbage did say, truck. He did say they're going to do buses. Garbage yeah, truck is, is the best one, too. Mm-hmm. That's the one where it's just constantly stopping mm-hmm. and going. Um, and that High, makes more sense. On highway truck, cycle. Yeah. yeah, on highway truck's sort of the opposite. At least, yeah. the, you know, the truck drivers don't want to sit there. And then the, the number of hours per day that it gets used is pretty high. I, mean, I don't know what percent um, a typical truck gets used but it's not you know a car gets used five percent of the time at most right mm-hmm. if you if you own your own car while it, that truck that the company pays for is getting driven 50 75 percent of the time i don't know but a lot more yep so i think that's it for cflow's news good work it, <laughs> thanks it's time for cflow's news for cflow's news well i mean we're calling it news don't interrupt my news segment man Okay, I just had to play one more time. So, guys, the phone lines are still open. You can win a set of spark plugs, 424-260-2822. All you have to do is call. If you're listening to the podcast, sorry, it's too late. you got to listen yeah. live. Yeah. Uh, TalkRadio1.com. Um, but in the meantime, while we're talking, we're going to choose a car for C-Flow. Are we going to choose? Are we going to do, do the game or are we going to choose the car? Which one? I want you, to choose. It seems like you guys aren't car, but Ben wants to here. do a game. Well, he's busy now, so Ben's phone is ringing like it's amateur hour over here. <laughs> I think. I Come on, know. there's at least one person listening to this show. They're probably calling you on the on your phone instead of on the. I think. Skype. I think we should do defend your car again because let's do defend your car then because we'll, that was we're lost. gonna see and and but we gotta remember now. Steve he he's trying to get new family haulers, so yeah. we'll talk about that later when we have time. Okay. Maybe if we have a caller, we'll ask them what a, they a think. TDI replacement. That's, that's right. the that's the goal. Yeah. I'll say that the top of the list right now, wait for it, is a Volvo. <laughs> yeah, there's a shot. I'll just cut his mic now. We're done with it. Exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're done. definitely playing the we're game. Done. We're playing the game. <laughs> Three hosts enter. One host leaves. In a world not far away, man can only survive by proving he has the knowledge of the car. Three hosts will enter. Only one will leave. For the first time in human history, Daily Turismo Radio presents Defend Your Car. 
That that um that intro really kind of gives me the chills. It's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> that's just... our that's our announcer John Barker. He does a really good job with that stuff. Yes, and it's yeah, it's really the second time in human history, but it's the first time on the podcast. So here we go. So I have <laughs> cards labeled A, B, and C. You have cards, and so it works out perfectly for Ashley, Sea <laughs> Flow, and and Beans, <laughs> and, and Barbary. No Beans. <laughs> Okay, so in alphabetical order, let's reveal our cars, starting with Vince. No, that's not alphabetical. (laughs) You're an idiot. I have a 1976 Mercedes-Benz 300D. Okay, and Seaflow, your car. It's a Wagner sedan. These are all cars picked from from the website this week. They didn't make a wagon in 1976, so it's a sedan. So everybody knows that. (laughs) Zinga. I have a 1985 Mitsubishi Mighty Max TDI. Yes, these, like I said, these are all cars picked from the website. The website this week. (laughs) And Ashley, your car is? (laughs) Uh, I have a 2004 Lambo Gallardo, <laughs> six-speed. <laughs> what the? Hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, this is a little bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to play Defend Your Cars, and Chris and I have these diesel slowpokes, and you have a Gallardo? <laughs> what goes ben on around here? this on purpose. <laughs> what goes on around here? See, yes. now we didn't choose at random, I noticed, that yeah. we were assigned these you vehicles. You were assigned these vehicles. <laughs> it has, it has oh. nothing to do with the fact that Ashley won legitimately last week. Oh, yeah. I guess and then was not allowed yeah. to be able to. I guess we'll give her that yes to have her victory on the podcast all right so the first card is picked at random and so just for uh, can you explain to people uh who who aren't familiar with this game what's happening since the podcast got us so basically i have a stack of 10 different things that cars can do like from race different races to just sitting there different events yeah just different events and you guys are gonna have to tell me why your car is the best for these events okay all right. Okay. We got I, it. I hope that the events involve fuel economy mm-hmm. <laughs> and carrying things. <laughs> <laughs> Cost of ownership. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and the yes. first. Yeah, exactly. The first one is 100 miles on the Indy Oval. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay. Who goes first? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first, Steve 100 miles on the Indianapolis <laughs> Oval track. Um, so the Mitsubishi Mighty Max diesel is not going to need much fuel to do this. And if let's say let's say you wanted to go even further, you could put another fuel tank in the bed, and you could just keep on going. Your effort is and unbelievable. Once you get you... up to speed at at Indianapolis, it doesn't matter that you only have seventy Hold horsepower. On. Do you really expect us to believe that an eighties Mitsubishi is going to last a hundred miles without an overhaul of some kind? It's not a hundred miles. It's I said hundred miles on the Indy Oval. Laps. Yeah. Oh, laps. That's 250 miles. Yeah, it's 250 miles. Yeah. Uh, right? I think it'll last. <laughs> full, full throttle. Full throttle. <laughs> it's only 75 horsepower or whatever, right? <laughs> okay, Vince, you want to give it a shot? I would do it. Oh, um, yeah, so Mercedes-Benz. I mean, what more do you say, right? It's you know, it's like Autobahn ready. No, oh, sorry, they, wrong dress, um, British. They, uh, they you know, designed with the Autobahn, and, and it's got a diesel, and it's five-cylinder, and it's going to go really <laughs> slow around Indy. Okay, but it'll a- make it. Ashley, Ashley, go ahead and just destroy the guys. I feel like all I have to just say is Lamborghini Gallardo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so round one goes game. to Ashley. <laughs> uh, okay, unfair. here we go. And the oh, the next one. Cannonball Run. Mm. Oh, yeah. Vince, you want to give it a shot? 
You know, honestly, I'm going to say that I, I got the lead in this one mm-hmm. because um, <laughs> uh, first off, the Cannibal Run was run in the 70s, the first races. Yeah, about so your car 76. existed. So my car actually existed. So your guys' cars are automatically gone because they oh, couldn't wow. have competed in it. Man. And second <laughs> off, um, it's faster than the Mighty Max and won't so? get, yeah, for sure. Hmm. Because the Mighty Max is like a little four-cylinder with maybe like sub-two-liter diesel, right? Yeah. And this is a, you know, a, was it three-liter inline five. So it's it's just, I think top speed-wise and like, like you know, cruising freeway speed-wise, it'll just rule it. Hmm. And you'll be able to just cruise across the country, no tickets, no problems, great fuel economy, and you'll make it there couple days again that was a very the Gallardo nice tickets 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 you can't speed bright, in it it's yes, yellow, yellow. You're hey, done. let curtains. me let me defend my car curtains. man you have to attack attack your attack car okay, go ahead, it should be called yeah, go ahead, attack C-Flo. your car C-Flo, I will say that um, Vince's car might be faster top speed wise but the Mitsubishi is gonna be truckier and, <laughs> and you're going to have a manual transmission, so that's better. Truck here is that room for the dead prostitutes in the bed. Yeah, any, okay. any sort of incident that happens, whether you hit a deer, elk, you know, whatever, right. chupacabra, you just throw it in the bed. Okay. And then you've got dinner right, for actually, your trip. Too. You can have lots of jerry cans of gas back there, too. Diesel, not gas. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Fuel. Fuel, right. fuel yeah. oil. Ashley, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, you always see like Lamborghinis and all of these like supercars doing these type of like rally events, like the gumball gumball rally. Or they always get arrested. <laughs> but Straight if people see a yellow Lamborghini rolling down the road, they're gonna get out of the way because they're like, I don't want to get smashed by this car, mm. or I don't want to pay for this car to get any repairs done on it. Mm. So everybody will split the seas and let you drive straight through, so you will. Have no issues gonna, getting to your destination. I'm gonna bash into it. Yes, <laughs> my 85 Mitsubishi. Uh, I think that bash into it. Hey, hey, hey guys, guys, guess what? <laughs> Ashley wins again. What? <laughs> <laughs> Vince did a valiant job trying to defend his car. I tried. I, tried. <laughs> okay. I, I used to have one of these Mercedes, so I did not have a Mitsubishi Mighty Max. <laughs> I like the name though. All right, so we'll we'll try and do uh, this for second place derby, just to see, derby, it, to see if um. <laughs> Demolition Derby, I got a, I got a shot. Okay, these are completely random. These are, all right, so th- this is your next one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is getting it on. I mean, pickup truck, right? Vince, uh, Vince is going first. Uh, Vince, sorry. Actually, no, we'll let Ashley go first. Ashley, you haven't gone first yet. Go ahead. Well, uh, the Lamborghini <laughs> is, you know, it's a very flat car. So I mean, you could probably just sit on top of it, and it's like a bed. Right, because it's flat. I don't. <laughs> and you're, and you're, you're gonna pick up chicks or guys just driving the Lambo. So I mean, you know. Yeah. But then where do you go? That's well. Yeah. So like, in my case, with the Mitsubishi Mighty Max, I got the bed whoa. right in back. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Vince. <laughs> um, it's. I remember it's you're, playing, you're basically playing MB for Tech's interior. Their interior is like. Really, it's rugged and easy to clean. So we got truck bed or easy to clean. Is that basically? <laughs> Those are the arguments. That's all, that's all we got. <laughs> all right, Cflo, I'm going to give that one to you. All right. You know. So uh, excellent. So yeah, good work, Cflo. Yay! All right, so so Ashley wins two to one, Woo. and Vince, once again, you are the biggest loser. Yes. <laughs> You want to blow me up, Tom? I don't know. (laughs) That's it. I'm out of here. You know, if we had recorded the previous episode, Mm -hmm. we would have had another version of the show, which was a good one, I think. I think I lost that one. It was a we. It was a practice show. You know, I don't know. 
All right. So um, <laughs> that's all the time we had tonight on the Daily Tourism Radio Hour. And a half and four minutes. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did we go over, Ben? I don't know. What's our... There's yeah, no we're over, over by about four minutes. There is no over. Yeah. I just like to add, he, he, hey, one thing that one thing that we were thinking about doing. If you're listening live, you get the whole show, and in podcast form, we're going to cut it at like an hour, ten minutes. No, just to encourage people to listen live. Don't do that. I'm going to do it. No, just, just because cut C-Flo all the good stuff. Cut Seaflow's yeah. oh. cut Seaflow's news out of it. So we're just, just going to re- cut out all the parts that producer Ben talks, in, oh. right? Oh. And then you cut it down. <laughs> by so, you know what? I, I'm going to do it. She's cut off. She's uh, yeah. She, no. All right, she has no more mics. <laughs> <laughs> She, she's happens. officially part of the show now. She's got she got muted. That's what happens. Uh, First meeting. <laughs> all right. That's what happens. Uh, all right. So um, excellent, guys. Hey, thanks everyone for for listening to the show. Uh, big thanks to our um, guests, Anthony. Uh, Fangaro, who was our first guest, and then um, we had Matt Anderson call in and talk to us as well. Um, thanks to Seaflo, my first co. Don't forget about George yes. and oh, Ashley, yeah. my other co-host, George from European Motorworks, and keep an eye out on DT for the remote show. Right. Yes. Be sure to pay attention for the uh, Absolution Absolution Brewery. Brewery show, and thanks to producer Ben for recording this episode. Keep on ranging with your mother. <laughs> You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. 